episode is drunk. Welcome everyone to another edition of Drunk Agile. As you can see, we just randomly start whenever we think it's it's ready. Uh, with me as always, we have the the always straight-faced Pratik Singh. Pratik, thank you for joining Hi, us. Hi folks. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I haven't seen Nisha yet tonight. Where's Nisha? Uh, Where's yeah, Nisha yeah, Nisha is there she is. Hey, Nisha. Okay. Passed she's, out by the bar as usual. She's uh, yep. She's <laughs> assuming the Nisha pose. That's that's the yoga pose. The Nisha, yeah. the the downward Nisha. facing Nisha. Um, Pratik, what are you drinking? Just very quickly, what are you drinking? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the Dalwini Glen Levitt. Oh, ten uh, year old. It's 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 sixty point six percent, and it's it's almost there. It's I, almost I feel there. sad. Have I, I feel sad. Wait, I don't think I've tried that one. I don't think you try. You you definitely tried it at Gaten Heads. I don't know if you try, oh, tried okay. it on so we wrote back or not. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm still working on my Blair Athel. So you know, nothing new. If you want to want, to, want some notes on that? I think we we did it in previous episodes. We don't need to waste waste time on that. Cheers, everybody. That was funny. Um, last week's episode with Chris, I think we got what 40 minutes into the episode before uh, we said yeah. cheers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I know. We're almost done. Cheers, y'all. Uh, okay, this this episode is, um, we didn't necessarily know it at the time, but is the second in a series of three. The first of the series was our one on time boxing, which of course was brought to you by the word arbitrary. Arbitrary. Mm -hmm. arbitrary. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this one will be brought to you by a certain word. I'm sure we'll probably come up with something, but um, tonight we're going to be talking about, so, so I, I mean, going way too fast already. <laughs> Uh, in that in that arbitrary episode, we talked about can, how we favor favor continual flow over time boxing. How there is rarely a case, and in fact, I think we set the challenge to people mm -hmm, to show mm -hmm. it to tell us a case where time boxing is better than flow. Haven't heard anything, so we're going to take that as evidence that yeah, there's no yeah, that's evidence. A, yeah. Either no one's listening to us, or there's no evidence. Ab we'll take the latter. Yep. Absence <laughs> of evidence is evidence of absence. Uh, in this episode, we are going to be talking about actually, Pratik. I'm going to hand it off to you. What are we What are we talking about tonight? Yeah, today we're talking about uh, how stable systems are better than spending a whole bunch of time planning. Like running a stable system, actively looking for stability, is superior to planning your way to all the things we try to plan our way to. <laughs> now that. Yeah. that Okay, so that that's a that's a big statement. Stable, we we favor stable systems over planning. That's that's. I mean, there's yeah. a lot in there. So I think we need to spend just a little bit of time unpacking mm -hmm. that. What when we say stable system? Because this this is kind of a trigger for I think a lot of people. When yeah. we say stable systems, what do we mean? Um, there are there there are at least two different definitions of stability that we will probably talk about here. Uh, given one given by Walter Schuert and the other given by Dr. Little, um, and and again unpacking the unpacking, there is so much to say about both of those definitions of stability. Um, you you cannot uh, you cannot claim to have predictability without having stability as defined by these two. Okay, um, well, just very quickly, can you can you just. Or, or do you want me to? Or do you want for for uh, I'll do uh, uh, rock paper scissors. Well, I'll do I'll do one. You do the other. I'll okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do the I'll do the short version because that's probably okay. the shorter one. Okay. Uh, 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 a stable system or a predictable system is one where there are no special causes or that ev everything is chance cause or common cause. There there are no special or assignable causes. 
uh, as things get through your system, there is nothing you can point to and say, hey, something happened there. We need to go investigate that while using Schuert's methods, control charts and all that stuff. That's yeah. Schuert's definition of a stable or predictable system. And if and if you to, to add on to that, if you read Wheeler to confuse you even further, uh, Wheeler will throw in terms like um, homogeneous or homogeneous. I'm not even sure what's what is the right way to pronounce that. I actually think it's homogeneous. Um, somebody, so anyway, somebody out there, let, let us know. I'm pretty sure it's homogeneous, but but I'm not sure. Um, I'm pretty sure, but not sure. Uh, Wheeler will throw in terms like homogeneous, and he will throw in terms like predictable. And and as far from the way that I read Wheeler stable, homogeneous, predictable, all mean the same things, just as exactly what Pratik said, you know, absence of special cause, right? Uh, the, second, the second definition is little, um, which if, if you've seen this, <laughs> this series, you, you, sh you should be, you all of you should be able to tell us this right now, uh, but this has to do with the, the assumptions behind Little's Law and, and making sure that you meet all of those assumptions, at least at least four of the five assumptions anyway, um, and maybe even more technically two or three of the, the four. But uh, but all of the assumptions of the throughput form of Little's <laughs> Law, as long as your process adheres to those, you, can, you are running a stable system. Now, it's important, I think, right now, right out of the gate, to point out that we when we say stable, we do not mean not changing. That's not what we mean, right? I mean, that doesn't mean that everything is always exactly the same always. Both mm -hmm. Schuert and Little assume that there is variation in your process. So the problem isn't that there's variation. The problem is, well, when is, when is variation too much such mm -hmm. that it violates the assumptions of Little's law and it violates the assumptions of Schuert? I don't know, were you gonna say something about that? No, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the same thing that we, for some reason, got attached to the flow and the Kanban way of talking that we, we, we have, which is, oh, everything needs to be the same size. Everything needs to take exactly the same amount of time. That is not what we're saying at all. In fact, this is the great thing about Schuert uh, uh, the the way you draw uh, and the way Wheeler talks about it, Dr. Wheeler talks about it is as that variation increases, the way you understand it stays the same, just the boundaries within which you understand it changes. So high variation system, you can still figure out when too much variation has happened. Low variation systems, you can still figure out where too much stuff has happened. So. Yep. So yeah, so exactly right. So things like items moving through our system are of different size. Items take different amounts of times to complete. Um, maybe team members come and go, you know, mm -hmm. uh, maybe the amount of blockers that we have potentially changes over time. You know, there are all these things that, that could be changing, changing over time, but in and of themselves do not necessarily represent instability. Right. So I think that Hopefully that point is clear because if, if you don't get that, you're probably not going to get the rest of everything that we're, we're going to say tonight. But when when we say stable, we don't mean it it doesn't change or it doesn't vary o o over time. Um, anything more you want to say about that before we move on? Or no, I think I think I think we've I think we've killed that dead horse. Okay, good. Yeah. Just like we're about to, to kill that other whiskey. <laughs> okay, so now so that's that's what stability means. So why is that preferable over planning or, or how is it preferable or planning or however, you know, answer whatever question you want to answer. Yeah, the, I, I wish we were doing visuals right now because 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 Dan showed me a great picture of 
how uh, having a stable system means you stay within a certain bounds, and 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 that's that's where that's where that's where things will stay. Um, I'm sure Dan is looking for that picture I right can now. Try and find but... <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm going to try and find it. <laughs> but as you but, can tell, we rehearse these, right? Um, but 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 ahead. picture this: if if you cannot stay within certain bounds, if you if your system is constantly jumping out of bound, and by definition, that Stewart would say is unstable, or by Little's definition, if uh, your average age is consistently increasing, or the arrival rate is much greater than departure rate, any planning you do is moot it's it, you're in an unstable system whatever you try however you try to predict that system is just not going to work so all the planning that you do is not going to work for you if you don't have a stable system i am going to this it's i, I only have a small version of this picture so to help critique <laughs> out i'm going I'm, i am going to show this and hopefully you can uh, uh you can speak to this again in the context of uh of, of what you just said um so uh, one second while I fire up my screen sharing, if Zoom is going to let me share my screen. Uh, here we go. Okay, so I think this is the picture that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, I know, it's, sorry, it's it's really kind of small. It's the only thing I could find. I, I, I'll, re I'll read out what the text says. The text says, what does it take to keep process outcomes in this window in the long term? And that is written over uh, over a timeline where it says future. Now, just before that, it says past. And in that timeline, it shows the variability of that process. It shows how different things are taking different amounts of time, or we're getting different number of things done, whatever that graph is for, whatever that data is, it's varying in a certain range. And to the right of it, there are two lines extending that say, can we keep that variation within this band? As long as we can, we, we're running a stable system. The reason we're talking about this picture, the reason we're talking about uh, Schuert's ex, uh, explanation of, of stability is, is because if you have things that are consistently going out of bounds, uh, when you when you compare to their data in the past, um, you're, you have absolutely no shot at being predictable. If you have no shot at being predictable, then all that planning that you're doing it's complete waste. It's 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 if you if you're planning for all these things to get done, there is no way that uh, those plans will come true because things keep going out of bounds all the time. And it's it's worse than that because you might think, well, okay, as long as our process is within those bounds, then it's okay to do planning, right? Um, but the problem with that, or there's so many problems with that, but the problem that I'm going to pick on is. Most people, when they think about planning, they think they think about it in a deterministic fashion. Like we know, we know exactly how long it's going to take this item to finish. We know exactly how many items, that, how many PBIs we can get done in this next sprint. We know how many, exactly how many items we can get done, you know, um, in the next quarter, whatever. And as, you know, as both Little and Short acknowledge, the whole idea of predictable is that not that everything takes exactly the same amount of time to get done. It's that just they vary within a consistent bounds, as Pratika said, they vary within. So once you have that, your process essentially does your planning for you. There is no point in going through each individual item and saying, oh, I think this one is this complexity. And I think this one's going to take this long. You don't, you don't really need to do that because your process has essentially 
already done that for us. Now we can do, you know, things like Monte Carlo simulation and things like that, that, that embrace this idea of probabilistic forecast to, to start to quantify, you know, what, what that risk might be, but to like take the whole team offline for eight hours every two weeks or for, I don't know, how long does PI planning in, last in? Uh, it's like three days. Is it three yeah. days? <laughs> yeah. Feels like 30. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, to take the whole team offline to come up with this plan when variation tells us the second you come up with that plan, it will be invalid. Yeah. And it's even worse than that. We're going to one-up each other all night here. Okay, this, keep going. Is, this is the third level of worse. Even <laughs> if you can figure out, <laughs> we're going to get seven. We get yeah, well, all no, seven. That, it's the nine circles of hell, right? That's what, nine... what, yeah. Dante was right. The the Even if you can get a decent idea. You're running a predictable system. You can get a decent idea. Oh, we can get 50 things done. Great. You don't know what those 50 are going to be. You cannot plan what those, you can probably be pretty confident we'll get 50 things done. I'm 80% confident I get 50 things done, but you still don't know what those 50 are going to be. In fact, a week later, whatever your order of 50 was, has probably changed already. You've yeah. got 20 new things that have shown up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, not only do you, so here's the next level. Not only do you not know, but the thing is you don't want to know. If we're, if we're yes. truly talking about being agile, you don't want to know, right? Because you should be reacting just in time as you learn, as business conditions change, you know, as whatever, right? You, 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 sh you know, there's no way we'd say we're going to get exactly these 30 items done in the next quarter because I'm here to tell you, and everybody knows this. Anybody who's done a quarterly plan knows this, right? Something, somewhere is going to change. It will. So, yeah, yeah it's that's next. The next level of the, <laughs> you're you're essentially assuming that you're not going to learn. Yeah. When you're sitting down and planning for any period of time, you're essentially assuming I am not going to learn anything new. So, and then then the only way to make the plan come true is to just put the blinders on and go. I don't care what anyone's saying. I don't care what the customers are saying. I don't care what the market conditions are saying. I'm not learning anything new and I'm just going with what I have. So bringing this back to stability, the, the, if, if right now, think about, think about how much you are investing in planning right now. Think about how many, how many hours, how many people, how much, uh, how much money, whatever, whatever that investment is. Think about what that investment is. And what we're saying is that money, that time, that effort, that everything is much better spent in trying to make your system stable, according to Schuert and uh, and Little, so that, like we said, it kind of takes all these other planning things off the table. Your process essentially does your planning for you, and we can we can quantify that risk within within some acceptable bounds. We can quantify, hey, what might happen in the future based on our path uh, past, uh, you know, according to what whatever risk we want to we want to look at. Don't think there's much more to add to that. I think we've done enough of this damage. Okay. So I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, but if, yeah, if you had to, if you had to tie this up in a nice, neat little bow, what 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 would yeah. you say? What, what's the what's the action? What's what, what can people take the, away? The, here? Yeah, the, the the action is invest energy into making your system stable so that you can actually answer the questions of, hey, this thing I'm working on, is it going to be done in the time within the time that that the customer expects it, uh, rather than spending time on on planning out things that you haven't even started yet or, or taking taking the energy of the entire team into that stuff. Um, 
at the at the risk of increasing whip i will increase whip uh, at the risk of adding something else on i what we are not saying what we're absolutely not saying and i think we're going to hit this a lot harder in the next episode is you don't you don't try to understand what this thing is people people try to conflate estimation and planning with analysis so that's not what we're saying you have to do you have to understand what you're working on but don't don't conflate that with analysis and planning what what we're trying to say with estimation and planning what we're trying to say is re replace estimation and planning with uh things like stable systems so you don't have to do it well since you increased up I, I think i get to as well because you you bring up something that we, we talk about in our classes all the time mm -hmm. um, you know this idea that most people think that active planning makes you predictable right but as I kind of alluded to before, but didn't really quite say the way I wanted to because I'm half a whiskey in, that um, think about what you're not doing. While you're doing planning, what are you not doing? You know, mm -hmm. And the thing is, you most people think you drive out uncertainty by talking about the work. And that's kind of what Pratik's talking about there. There's analysis that needs to be done, but you don't do analysis to drive out uncertainty. That's really not why you're doing analysis, yeah. right? Um, uh, so... You don't drive on uncertainty by talking about it, by by planning, by by doing all that. In fact, what you're really doing is you're increasing your uncertainty because all that time, all that effort that you spend in planning, that's effort that you're not spending actually doing. And it's, you you think it's making you better, but it's actually making you much, 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 much worse. And you know, unfortunately, you know, pick your pick your popular agile framework. And they will tell you that planning is a necessary, a necessary aspect of agility. Whereas I'm pretty sure if you go look at the Agile Manifesto, of course, everybody knows my thoughts on the Agile Manifesto. But if you go look at the Agile Manifesto, I'm pretty sure it doesn't say, you know, do a whole bunch of upfront planning. I'm pretty sure it does not say that. I, I'll have to go check and, ma and make sure. But, but what does it say, Dan? Which word does it use? Continuous. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know it says continuous <laughs> at least twice. <laughs> we we will come back to this idea of continuous pretty soon in our next episode. We're gonna we're gonna definitely come back to this idea of continuous because you are probably going there sitting there going, um, hey, but 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 we do planning. We we do quarterly planning and then bi-weekly planning. And we have these Ooh. guides that tell us that we have to Yeah, well. If 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 you guys are saying don't do it, well, what 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 in the world should we do other than just run stable system? How do we how do we answer these questions? Yeah, um, uh, just I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of drop this bomb and then run away. But it's it's something I talk about a lot. I think I've said this before on this podcast. Somebody has to remember, remind me. Uh, I know it sounded like we're wrapping up, but we weren't. <laughs> um, if you look, and I I am I know I am I am I am gonna pick on Scrum so. Hey, I'm I'm used uh -oh. to the, I'm I'm used to the hate mail, so bring it. But anybody who doesn't think that Scrum is rooted in deterministic project planning world, right? That's that's really where it came from was a deterministic project planning world. If you look at the Scrum events, if you look at how the the Scrum guide outlines the the Scrum events for a thirty day sprint, a, you know, a and let's just talk about thirty day sprints because that's really what the the guidance is based on. Uh, for a thirty day sprint, it says you can have up to eight hours for planning. That's the upfront planning stuff that we just said don't do, right? That you it, it does you mm -hmm. absolutely no good. The places where you learn, the events where you're actually learning, uh, the review, the sprint review, and the sprint retrospective, 
you know, you get, I think, uh, what is it? Uh, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I think it's three hours for the review and four hours for the retrospective or vice versa, four hours for the review. Anyway, add those up. It's less than you get less time to actually learn than you do to, to plan. Um, and for, for me, that's one of the things about Scrum that is, that is just completely unforgivable that they actually say that, that that in and of itself says that they value planning much more than they, they value review when in my opinion, it should be the exact opposite. Yeah. Uh, did and, I get and, the last word? Oh, but you're going to get the last word. Well, I will, I'll take it. Uh, and, and for those of you who want to know more about the other central aspect of Scrum, which is time boxing, uh, watch our previous episode on arbitrary time boxes, uh, and 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 the reason the reason planning exists in, in in Scrum is because of the time box. What are we going to do over the next couple of weeks or the next thirty days? Yeah, yeah. All 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 these these three episodes, the one the time box episode, this episode, and the next episode, are are essentially all about how do you kill these deterministic thinking things. Uh, by looking at variability and understanding variation, to quote Dan Donald Wheeler, yep. <laughs> understanding variation and and making the process better. Okay, so to give you, to give you a little hint about what we're going to talk about next time, a lot of you might be thinking, but wait a second, we've we've spent all this time coming up with this nice, neat, prioritized or ordered backlog. Uh, don't we need to have a plan? Uh, we, we've we've got this backlog. Don't we need to have a plan to come up with? how to handle all this this all this great prioritization stuff that we've just done. Uh, and so just like this episode where we say, don't do planning, spoiler alert, or not so spoiler alert, because we've talked about this a lot in the past, you really shouldn't do, be doing prioritization either. But that's for next time. So for, for Pratik, for Nisha, of course, Nisha, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for- <laughs> For active participation. For, for slumming it with, <laughs> with uh, the likes of us. I just want to say thanks to all of you for watching and we will see you in the next episode. Good night, everyone. Bye.